Have you hit a wall when it comes to growing your design business? Then welcome to Designed by Wingnut Social, helping home professionals accelerate their success with proven industry practices and expert advice. Hey there, and welcome to Designed by Wingnut Social. I am your host, interior decorator, Darla Powell. And on today's show, Liz Legit of Liz Legit Gallery is going to help us walk through the systems and processes and the hows and why twos and wherewithals of curating actual art, you know, that's specific to your client, because sometimes that can be an afterthought, and it can be the most difficult thing to source that is personally um, impactful for your interior design projects. So before we get into my interview with Liz Legit, of course, you know, I got to tell you a little bit about her. Liz Legit is an art advisor, collector, and gallery owner based in Des Moines, Iowa. She is on a mission to change the way people feel about buying art. And she wants you to know that you do not have to be a millionaire to have original artwork in your home. Liz's gallery has an international reach, and she's been featured everywhere from Forbes to Martha Stewart. All right, guys, help me in welcoming Liz Legit to the show. Hey there, Liz Legit. Welcome to the show. How the hell are you? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to have you here. This is a subject that we haven't really talked about, I think, on the podcast before, curating art for your interior design situation. Yeah, it is exciting. So before we dive into our conversation, tell us a little bit about who you are, who you help, and we'll dig in. Okay. Well, I'm as you said, I'm Liz Legit. I own a gallery in Des Moines, Iowa, but we are on the web and we ship all around the country and the world. We represent at least 50% women artists and uh, we're helping people find the perfect piece of art for their style, space, and budget. Okay. I love it. So first I want to ask you, these are burning questions I have from my frame of reference as doing, uh, doing full-time interior design in Miami. Finding and curating art for interior design projects was a pain in the ass. It was really, mm-hmm. really difficult. I was mm-hmm. going on Cherish. I was going on Etsy, Left Bank, you know, and just fi- finding stuff. It was very time consuming. So where where does one begin to look as an interior designer to find those special curated pieces? And then we'll we'll dive in a little bit more. Well, I think when you're talking about looking on Cherish and, you know, we are, we have our artwork on Cherish as well, but... I think it's important to have, as anything, that human interaction, that relationship is what it's all about. Because when you have an interior designer you trust, you love, you have a gallery owner or curator that you trust and love and love to work with, that's where the magic happens. Because then you can have that back and forth of, you know, show me your specs, show me your sizing, your patterns, your fabrics. And then we can go back and because we have a a vast knowledge of all of the things that our artists are working on right now. So then we can really hone in on what we know your style is, what your client's style is from what they've started to choose. It's all about relationships. I mean, it is with everything and it definitely is in the interior design business, but we have found that we are most successful when we're brought in, in the early stages of a project and it's not that the art is the very last thing. It's not an afterthought when you, when you, you know, and sometimes that's how it is, right? Like everything Most else of the is, time. Right. Yeah. Right. Everything else is done and it's been so meticulously thought of and thought about and, you know, artisans and hand have been handcrafting things for months or years in some cases, like don't let the art be an afterthought. <laughs> 
<laughs> and th- you know that that's true. I noticed even in my designs, I would have all the architectural elements down. I would have the rugs and the color story down, but art was always the last. It was either going through the client's existing art pieces and seeing, okay, now where the hell can I fit these in? Or, or like I said, trying to curate some pieces. And I didn't want to get just reproduction prints that were a dime a dozen, you know, just to throw it up on a wall and have some color and contrast. So I, I really love the idea of having that somebody to help with that, to work with that. So um, I'll ask you, and this is probably what the the audience is thinking right now, is how much, how much does that add to the investment for the client and for the interior designer to procure art like that? And what, what level of interior design work are we talking about? You know, right. To, to, right. You know what I'm saying? No, I totally do. So you know, it depends on the client, but so many of our projects that we're working with, whether it's commercial or whatever, we talk somewhere in the like one to 5% of the budget should be put towards art. That's kind of the overall thought that kind of, that gives you a number, right? Just to start to work off of. It really depends on your client and how much they also love artwork themselves. So then for me, um, going beyond that, um, you know, we give trade discounts, of course. Most galleries do when they're working with interior designers. So there's that side of things. And then it's free to use our services. Um, so there, you know, we're trying to cut down on the amount of time that you're searching too, both for your client and just, you know, all of the projects that you're working on. I, well, that's incredibly helpful, right? So, so what do you require from interior designers? They send you over mood boards. They send you over photos of the space. How is it that you're able to, all of to that. determine? Okay. Yeah, all of that. And we, and we work with people around the country, but just really even a few cell phone shots and a quick conversation that gets us going. And we really start to know what we're supposed to be working on. We start like kind of chatting with artists and trying to figure out what they're working on right now. But when a, original piece of artwork is in a really beautiful room, like together that partnership just makes everything sing. And so we want to elevate, continue to elevate all of the beautiful work that you're doing. I think, do you know, to, to be so thoughtful about an interior design in a room and then to put a reproduction print in it is just sad. (laughs) You know, (laughs) you're doing, it's, it's a disservice to your work. So let's put something original that has a little bit of soul in it, and then it's going to make the room even better. How how do we approach the client to get their taste in artwork or in to convince them that one to five percent, by the way, does not sound like a whole hell of a lot. I'm, it so, I'm surprised. I'm surprised it's that low. Yeah. To convince them that this investment is worth it. I, I'll tell you from my experience, and there may be um, someone can relate to this. When it comes to the styling and doing the the artwork and stuff, I got I got a lot of pushback about spending more money and for that in that regard. So how can we re- convey that investment or that, those polishing elements to the design work? Because it's not complete without it. Agreed. So I think that we have to work on people's mindset, and it's something that we're working with on our clients all the time. 
They think you have to be a millionaire to be an art collector, and you don't. You know, we've got work that starts at $200, and then it goes up to about $15,000. So it, so it, we, we really focus on people that are starting to, um, artists that are emerging artists that are building their careers, and then mid-career artists, and then clients that are starting to build their collections. So they don't have to be super expensive pieces. And sometimes these reproduction prints, after you're done with framing, you're putting back $2,000 on those in and of itself. So why wouldn't you take that money and take it to an original piece of artwork for the exact same price? It just, I think that mm-hmm. people think that there's just, you have to be so wealthy to have original art and it's just not the case. Yeah, it, that's true. So, so Liz legit, legit gallery, right? Yeah, I keep uh-huh. wanting to say, legit, sorry. Legit. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So clearly, I mean, interior designers, that'd be lovely if they worked with you, but let's say yeah. you said it's about, you know, the human connection and working mm-hmm. with their local galleries. Yeah. Let's say they, you're Susan McNuggets and you're an interior designer in Miami, Florida, and you're really clueless. Where do we start? How do we start making those connections and Right. What do you recommend? Mm-hmm. Well, first of all, I think it's about chatting with other people or other artists. I mean, if you're an interior designer in a community, you're not clueless, right? Like you, you've started to kind of hear, hear names and start to have some ideas. Chatting with your other friends that are in the know is, I think, a great place to start because you're going to find out what types of relationships they have and what galleries they love to go to. I think that's a great place to start. Instagram has been a a great way for us to connect with clients, um, both locally and then around the country. Um, and then also other artists, you know, if you have any artists that are working with you individually, they're going to have, have quick conversations with people. Who are you noticing right now? Who are you, where are you really finding work? Are you starting to work with anybody locally? Those conversations are going to really help, but then also your hashtags of on your Instagram and all of that. I mean, we find new artists and new clients that way all the time. I get uh, DMs every day, Darla Powell home, and I'm not doing design work currently from artists. Oh yeah, <laughs> all I know. the time, all the time. I know. Yeah, so yeah, so they are they are out there. They okay, are. So, yeah. So let's talk. Let's talk about markup, right? Okay. If someone's buying a a one of a kind piece from you, it's signed, sealed, delivered, or from somewhere else. What are we looking at as far as markup? Are we leaving a lot of money on the table by just purchasing prints from uh, Home Goods? Yeah. <laughs> hundred <laughs> percent. Um, so we do a 20% trade discount and that mm-hmm. is really normal for galleries that uh, friendly galleries that I work with all of the time. Sometimes we go back and forth that 20% trade discount is really normal. So you're leaving 20% on the table of an artwork. Um, that can, that can be big when you're talking about a $15,000 piece. It can be a little less when you're talking about a $1,500 piece, right? But it's still money that you're leaving on the table. And if you're, if you're working with a gallery, they're doing most of the, that work. Now, that's not fair to say that you're not doing an interior designer isn't doing work when they're having that, you know, the back and forth. But we try and take on, especially if it's commission or something along those lines, we really try and take most of that work over. So that profit is for you. Okay, so twenty percent discount. So that is that is pretty commonplace, the twenty percent trade discount. But at what level would you be to get like a one of a kind signed kind of situation? Is that always going to be like at the ten, fifteen, or or more expensive? Could you could you write it up for whatever you wanted to retail it for? 
So, okay. So you could, but when you're working with a gallery, the gallery is working really hard to keep an artist's market consistent. So what the, what the, what the gallery is doing is that most of times I can't say for every single gallery, everyone works a little bit different, but across the board, normally, um, the, it's a 50, 50 split for the sale price of a piece of artwork with an artist okay. in the gallery. So then that 20% is coming from the gallery's portion of that, right? I so see. Okay. if you're competing against like the first dibs or the cherishes of the world and all of that, more so than ever, artist pricing is available on the internet. Uh-huh. So that wasn't always the way, right? Like it was always kind of like, well, it's... 20,000 for you, but it's 25,000 for you. (laughs) And that's just really not how it is because the internet has democratized so much. Now, if you're working with like kind of the 1% blue chip galleries in New York City and you're going to Gagosian, they could take a hundred grand off for an institution and a thousand dollars off for you. I mean, it just, (laughs) that's a different level. We're talking about a completely different thing. But when you're talking about the 99% of us <laughs> that <laughs> are doing great, beautiful design work for everyday people. Mm-hmm. That's, that's kind of like, we're trying to keep the, those prices are available to everybody. That's what I was getting at. Thank mm-hmm. you. you. You answered that way more eloquently than I asked it. <laughs> yeah. Cause I appreciate it. I have to ask you from a personal, um, a selfish perspective, do you have any Doug Bloodworths? I don't. <laughs> I love him. I've wanted an original you, one of him gonna, forever. I'm, gonna, I'm writing this down right now. Okay. Okay. Anyone who Googles that right now is going to say, oh my God, she is such a nerd. But it's true. I love his stuff. It's photorealism. Okay, photorealism. Oh, okay. Cool. Is your interior design firm just so busy that you don't have any time to post on your own social media accounts? Are you at a loss with what to post? Do you have zero strategy? Well, then you need to give us a call, Wingnut Social, or go to wingnutsocial.com and hit that Let's Chat button, and we can take that all off your plate so you can focus on what it is that you do best. And that's not digital marketing or social media, I'm gonna guess, but it's designing for your actual clients. Focus on making that money and let us handle the rest because that's what we do best. Give us a call at 786-206-4331 or wingnutsocial.com. Okay, Liz, so one of the things that we've discussed on this podcast from an interior designer um, business standpoint is your positioning and your service offerings, the value that you offer particular clients, right? And I would think that if you're the interior designer who is an expert at procuring custom curated artwork, that that would be an incredible value and a positioning selling point for you. So can you speak to offering that to helping your clients as, as making an investment in the pieces that your gallery might offer? Right. You know, there, there are so many things that we could be talking about of like the value add for a piece of artwork. But I think the main thing people want to know is, is this price that I'm putting into a piece of artwork, is it going to hold? Um, And what we talk about a lot with our artists is that we put out information every single year about artists who have increased their pricing, which means like just like year over year, you could have bought this piece for $1,000 last year, but it's $3,000 this year. So, wow. and we have, we have artists that, and we, we track that information over the years that we've been open. 
So we have a really good idea of like year after year, the percentage increase. That is a question that we get all of the time. My most common answer to that, because it's true, is that I want you to just love the piece because I want this to be a piece that you are going to want to live with for the rest of your life, right? And that's a number one. But people want to know that their money that they're putting into something is going to hold the same way I'm sure with like antiques and furniture and all of those things that you as a designer are recommending so one thing you can do to ask the gallery is how has this price held over the last couple of years? How has their market been doing over the last couple of years? And so that's a really simple thing to be able to go back to the client and say, I've already asked this for you. Nice. You know, it's 10% increase year over year in the, how this artist is selling. And if you decide at some point, this could be a really great investment for you too to sell this work then, you know, there's, there's just that kind of like a little bit of extra that you have done your due diligence. And it's a really simple thing for the gallery to look up and to know. I love that. Can you imagine the value that you would give your clients if you were able to provide the service? That's terrific. Because we've, we've interviewed interior designers who offer antique like expertise and curating their designs in that way who know that value. So this just takes it uh, another level up from there, one step further for sure. Okay, so let's talk about selection of art for your interior design project. If that is a weak point for your if for the interior designer, are we just matching the drapes? <laughs> what should we be looking for? <laughs> yeah. So, you know, in the art world, there's this term OTC art, which is over the couch art. And it's kind of this like <laughs> derogatory term. You don't want it to just be OTC art. Yeah. Now, first of all, I have what I would probably be OTC art. Like it worked great with the interior designer I was working with. I loved the piece. It's just beautiful. And sometimes that's the purpose of the piece is just to be beautiful too. So that's okay. Um, but beyond that, we're really trying to work with our clients to consider who the artist is as well. So let's talk about like diversifying your collection. Um, do you have just white male artists in your collection or are you starting to bring in women artists? I said earlier that, you know, if we represent at least 50% women artists, the disparity of women artists to male artists is just wrong in how they're finding represent representation in galleries. So it's really important to us to like find that equality. Beyond that, we are really putting a focus on in the last couple of years on helping um, and finding BIPOC artists and emerging BIPOC artists. Um, so, you know, who is the artist? What is their point of view that they're sharing? It's going to make your collection so much richer and more diverse. Um, and then also, you know, we're, we're talking about like diversity, even in medium as well. So yes, you may love photorealistic paintings. Um, but beyond that, do you have photographs? Do you have sculpture? So let's try and diversify your collection right? by who the artist is and then what the piece is as well. Um, so are we, you saying that my, my hundred percent collection of Star Wars art is <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God. First of all, I would love to see that collection. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I, you know, I, this is I also have Marvel art. <laughs> this is a true story. We, when 2020 was happening and everybody was on Zoom, we had a client who had a painting of Jim Carrey writing 
the moped from Dumb and Dumber behind <laughs> him in his meetings. And he was doing like million dollar deals with like Jim Carrey's head, like sitting on his shoulder. And his boss was like, no. <laughs> Go. I wouldn't be saying no if he's doing million dollar deals. I'd be like, it's true. Do what you want to do. Well, true. But it's like all of a sudden he was on video and his clients were like, uh, <laughs> so he helped him find a new Zoom background. <laughs> all right. So I, I'm being, I'm being a little silly. No. So one, another thing we're touching so many topics that we've covered before, which is this is driving home with the art is that we've talked about is that high end clients, cl- interior design clients, but high end clients particularly love to buy um, their beliefs. They love to buy into things that they believe in, right? So not only if you're curating art, you're curating um, that investment and that value and you're the go-to expert for that, but say there's someone who's really into, like you're saying, women-owned businesses, or maybe they're into gay and lesbian artists or African-American art or something, and you can purposefully speak to them with this beautiful investment kind of thing, you're you're good to go. You're a gold. That is terrific positioning because that expertise is, is very difficult, um, very difficult to replicate. Yes. And it sets you apart as a designer that you're being so thoughtful about the things that they're really wanting. And so if you come to your friend gallery, right, your partner gallery, and you say, you know what? It's an LGBTQ couple. They would love to also have LGBTQ artwork in their home. I can, off the top of my head, name five artists that we have that I would love to show you. So, you know, it's really quick things that are thoughtful and simple, but the gallery knows. And it makes you look like you've done all of this extra research we're here to make you look better, basically. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And that's really uh, another reason why it's so important to when you're onboarding a new client to have that questionnaire to, to understand not just what their favorite colors are, but favorite artists, drinks, hobbies and stuff and, and beliefs and value systems like that, because it goes into designing a livable space that they'll enjoy for, for years to come. Liz Legit, is there anything that I've forgotten to ask you on this topic? I'm sure there must be, because it's not my, my, my wheelhouse that you think the audience needs to hear before we get into the What Up Wingnut round. I think the thing that I um, most want to talk about is we want artwork that connects with people. So that questionnaire that you just brought up is exactly right. We're asking people, you know, everything from what do you do on a Saturday afternoon to where do you love to travel? Because all of that information and anything that you can easily share with us when you're establishing that partnership with the gallery or beginning to work on a new project is going to really help us be great for you. And, um, and I think that's what it should be. We should be working really hard for you. Um, cause we're working hard for our artists yeah. and you can go to home goods and spend a certain amount of money, but you can also do it on original artwork. So why not support a small business and, um, and an artist? Yeah. You don't want that dime a dozen thing that everybody else has, right? With uniqueness. That's, that's why they're hiring you to start with as an interior designer. They don't want their house looking like the same house next year. So true. <laughs> I love it. Liz legit. Now I have to ask you, are you ready for the one yes. wing around? Okay, yeah. good. Yeah. What would the hashtag on your tombstone be? Hashtag no more blank walls is what we have used. <laughs> and I, I have really become, um, I have a big piece of artwork that says it in our home. Um, that's it. No more blank walls. I want art. I just want walls filled with art. Terrific. You're stuck on a deserted island, but you can have one chosen favorite food forever. What's it going to be? I will never get sick of Milano cookies. 
It's just those are so good. My fave. <laughs> those are so good. Last but not least, please recommend a book that has impacted you either personally or professionally. Joyful by Ingrid Fatel Lee. And she has so many case studies about how color and art and great design really affect people's lives uh, in wonderful ways, the way they use a city or the way they use their home. And I think it's required reading for anybody that's in the design industry. I love it. Liz, please tell the audience where they can go to find out more about you and Liz Legit Gallery, and we will call it a day. Yeah. Uh, you can go to LizLegit.com. And then also we are very active on Instagram at LizLegitGallery. All right. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. So what do you think? Did any of that hit home? I, I know when I was doing interior design full-time, the artwork was always like the one I would pull my hair out the most. Everything else locked and loaded. There was there's a known variable, right? So we would go and we would mix in the homeowner's original artwork, but still there's spaces, right? There's not going to go. So we would go, you know, to the usual places, left bank, like we said, cherish, um, you know, those sources to to even Sashi, I pronounce it Sashi art. It's so time consuming, though, and it takes so long. And you know, you're on the clock if you've charged a flat rate, or even if you're charging hourly, that adds up. So I really love the idea of having someone like on your team like that, that works at a gallery, that you can just say, here's the here's the client, here's their taste, this is something along the lines of what I'm looking for, here's the budget, knock yourself out, give me some, <laughs> give me some original artwork. I think that would be incredibly helpful. So thank you. Thank you for those tips, Liz. All right, make sure to head on over and check out Liz Legit at Liz Legit Gallery. All this information's in the show notes at wingnetsocial.com. So you don't have to worry about writing anything down. Just go check that out. If you need help with digital marketing, your interior design business or your architecture firm, or you need search engine optimization, you want your ideal client to actually find you, that could be nice, right? Then head on over to wingnetsocial.com and hit that Let's Chat button. And let's see how we can collaborate, how we can partner to take your business to the next level. Thank you so much for joining us. Remember, until next time, to get out there, get uncomfortable, be great. You've reached the end of this episode of Designed by Wingnut Social. But that's only the first step into accelerating your business the Wingnut way. Head over to wingnutsocial.com or call us at 786-206-4331 to see how we can help take your business from meh to amazing. We'll see you on the next episode of Designed by Wingnut Social, your digital marketing tightly fastened. Liz Legit is a robot from the future. She is on a mission to change the way people feel and experience about buying art. She is she is a robot from the future. All right, one last time. <laughs>